Hi there, I am your host Marlene McConnell and welcome to the Surviving Trauma Stories of Hope podcast. In today's episode, I am delighted to welcome the lovely mama and author Cheyenne Straub from a home in Kansas City. Cheyenne is a writer, mama, and a trauma survivor who advocates for others to live fully in the light of who they are. She believes in forgiveness and the power of breaking generational curses. In her debut memoir, Honeysuckle and Cigarettes, Cheyenne confronts decade-long secrets in the hopes to light a path for her daughter, Lola, and inspire others to hug their own inner child. When she's not writing or spending time with her husband and daughter, she can be found behind a camera capturing the beauty of humans. True to her Midwest roots, Cheyenne values a good bargain, time in nature, and home-cooked meals. She speaks on modern motherhood, the benefits of therapy, and how to pursue creativity in the margins of life. It has been my pleasure to have Cheyenne join me, and I know you will love this episode. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Comment on the posts on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn, and let me know what you think of this episode. Also head to Amazon.com or Takealot.com and get your copy of my book, Ray of Light, and please leave me a rating and review. It would mean the world to me. Also, please check out my website and download your free journal prompt and relaxing meditation on the resources page. As always, stay tuned and keep listening. Welcome, Cheyenne. It's so nice to see you. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for reaching out. It's amazing to finally meet you face to face because obviously I've just been following you along your journey on social media and like been on your Instagram page. So it's like awesome that we finally get to meet and record a very exciting podcast episode together. Yes, I'm so excited that you are having me on your podcast and I'm excited to jump into it. So let me first say, you know, congratulations on the publication of your book. I mean, it's it's never an easy task until it's done when you write a oh, book. Thank you. Thank you. It, yeah, it was a long time coming and I'm super excited that it's out. So can you tell me just briefly what inspired you to write the book? What was that feeling that came up that said, you know what, I'm going to put all of this information into a book? What was the inspiration? Honestly, and I think people think this is kind of funny when I say it, but a little bit of anger. As I reflected on all of the things that I'd been through, I was just a little bit angry and like thinking I can't be the only person that's been through something like this. And I really feel like people that have been through similar situations, we need to share our stories. This is our story. This is what the human experience is. Exactly. That's a very good reason to pour to pour our experience in a book. And what I love about it is that, you know, a hundred years from now, Cheyenne, your story will live on and there will be people who will still be reading your book. You know, that's the beauty of writing books. Yes, yes, I love that. Your story starts uh, early on in your childhood, Cheyenne, when you experienced sexual abuse as a child. Can you tell me when when did this happen? Yeah, so whenever I was um, six years old, a female family member molested me, and I never told anyone. It happened one time. She tried again a few weeks after that, 
um, incident. And for whatever reason, that time she listened to me when I told her no. And so it happened the one time and I grew up in a very small town that was very big in the purity culture movement. So a lot of shame around sex and around sexuality. And obviously as a six-year-old, when you know no one's supposed to be touching you in that way, that comes with its own mm-hmm. you know, version of shame and embarrassment. And so I never really told anyone about it until I ended up in therapy at 29 years old. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. You know, the adults in our lives, they are the ones that should protect us. I mean, my heart goes out to you that you had to go through that experience. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. And so this was something that you kept to yourself. But then later in your life, there was another experience that you couldn't really control in this way and keep to yourself. And that was when your mom was incarcerated, right? And that I can't imagine, Cheyenne, that being something that's easy um, to deal with, especially when you're telling me that you grew up in a small town. Because in small towns, everybody knows everybody's business. And like you say, there's a lot of dark emotions like Mm -hmm. shame and embarrassment surrounding issues that they don't deem proper. So you want to share with us some of what had happened? Yeah. So whenever I was 18, um, my mom was arrested and sent to prison for an inappropriate relationship with a minor um, who happened to be my ex-boyfriend. And so there's several layers to this. Um, Obviously, your parent being incarcerated is traumatic in itself. The reason for which she was incarcerated is obviously another layer of shame, another layer of trauma for me specifically because he was my ex-boyfriend. And then the whole small town aspect of it you can't really there's no safe place to go, right? Once you're the once you're the talk of the town and you're the town leper, there's no safe place yeah. for you to go. And you feel like you either have to hide completely and disappear or you have to put on a brave face and act like it doesn't bother you when it does. Um and so that experience was really really rough. And it's something that even like when I went away to college and in my early adulthood years, I didn't share that part of my life with anyone because I was so embarrassed and so ashamed. And in my book, I even talk about how I I have always felt up until going to therapy and healing from that trauma, I always felt like I was half of who I actually was. And I didn't have any real relationships outside of my husband, who obviously knew (laughs) about my family's past. And that was just a really hard thing to navigate in those formative years. I mean, how long did you have to stay in that town before you could could finally leave? Uh, So it happened the day that we went on Christmas break um, for the semester. And... I luckily had enough credits that I graduated early. I wasn't originally going to do that, but when she was arrested, I was able to graduate early. And then I stayed at home 
until the following August um, when I went away to college. So I had, I guess, probably like nine months of living in that town and dealing with, you know, the shame, the embarrassment, and everything that came along with that. Mm-hmm. And did you attend your mom's trial? I didn't. Um, at the request of my dad, I chose not to um, like watch the news or go to the trial or do anything along those lines. And did you have any other contact with your ex-boyfriend and his family during that time? No, I actually have not spoken to him. Like, I don't know his take on it. I don't really know his side of it. I never spoke to him after all of that happened. I pretty much tried my best to cut myself off from what my life was before that um, and start over fresh in college. Mm -hmm. And how long were you and him together? We were together. It was... Um, it was like a stupid high school, you know, teenage relationship. It was like six months. Their affair, their relationship happened a few years before she was actually arrested. So she lived with that secret for a while too, before the authorities knew about it. So, so who would have alerted the authorities? He would have said something? I'm not entirely sure. I don't yeah, I'm not entirely sure on that whole part of it. My my parents tried very hard to keep me out of it as far as like the details of the legal stuff and what exactly happened between the two of them. And honestly, I don't really know that that matters because it happened. <laughs> And we all had to live with the consequences and the, the fallout afterwards. And is your mom still incarcerated? She's not. She served about a year and a half, and then she got out early on good behavior. Um, so she's been out of prison for almost, almost 13 years now, and she was on probation for 10 years afterwards, but... Now she's done with all of that, the legal, the legal mm-hmm. repercussions of it. She's done with. Right. And do, do you have any contact with your mom now? Yeah, I do. So a big part of my, my book, my memoir, is kind of this restoration, this process of forgiving and rebuilding back um, our relationship. And I talk a lot about generational trauma that kind of runs through our bloodline of just unhealthy patterns. And my main goal for writing this memoir is to be healthy and to live fully in truth so that my daughter doesn't have to continue with this cycle of generational trauma. And then also, obviously, that forgiveness piece that that promoting redemption um for other people to hopefully pursue Mm -hmm. so how did you how did you find your way to to forgiveness to actually say to your mom I relinquish the past and I forgive you to be in that position where you set yourself free 
Yeah, that's a great question. And I thank you for asking that because I feel like a lot of people shy away <laughs> from saying what's the obvious is that to a lot of people, they don't understand how I could forgive her. But really, I think what it comes down to is we are the sum of our whole life, right? We don't have to be defined by one moment unless it's something like obviously super atrocious, then there's an exception to that. She made a horrible, horrible mistake. She paid for it legally. She paid for it in her relationships. She went to years and years of therapy. She made amends and she got herself healthy mentally. And she was a wonderful mom growing up, right? And she made this horrible mistake. And so I had to really, and I was angry for a really long time with her. Like our relationship, it wasn't like she got out of prison and I was like, hey, mom, like, let's be best friends. Like it didn't happen that way. It took years and years of me dealing with my own anger and my own shame that I carried and rebuilding back trust with her to get to this point. And I think that when I got pregnant with my daughter, Kind of this like, and do you have kids? No, I don't, but I, okay. I, I have raised children. Okay. So as someone who's raised children, you know your thought process changes when you're in charge of someone else's life. And I just kept coming back to this idea of I will probably mess up at some point in my life, hopefully nothing too serious, but I don't want my daughter to say I'm a bad mom and not – have a relationship with me over a mistake that I make in the future. So how can I expect her to extend grace and forgiveness to me if I'm not willing to forgive my mom? So there was that aspect to it. And also when you Mm -hmm. carry resentment with you, that takes up space where joy is supposed to live. And so to me, it was like, I can keep holding on to this anger and I can, I can be mad and I can never forgive her, but why? What does that do? What good does that do for anyone? All that's doing is taking up space where happiness and love and joy should be in my life. That's incredible. And I mean, the way that you make the connection between that resentment and the the forgiveness, being able to release yourself and the beauty beauty of replacing deep-seated resentment with joy Mm-hmm. is a beautiful notion. And I think those two things, really, it leads to forgiveness and it can lead to redemption. And I love how you have this positive yeah. reflection to say, if I am going to expect this from my daughter, how is it possible for me to not give this to someone else if I would like to have it? Yeah, That was incredible. And I love that you could experience that journey and reach forgiveness and restore your relationship with your mom. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, I'm proud of us. Yeah. (laughs) I I love it. I love it. I love it. So now you're a mom, Cheyenne, and I see the two of you on Instagram. I saw this morning you were up at 4.30, had two breakfasts, and yeah. <laughs> I'm watching you guys. And I can just see this absolutely beautiful bond that you have just through the posts that you share. 
You know, but unfortunately, this was not always the case because when you gave birth to your daughter, you really struggled to connect with her in those early years. Yeah. So my daughter, Lola, she'll be four in May. So we miscarried. We had a miscarriage before we got pregnant with her. And I just had horrible anxiety my entire pregnancy. And then once she was born, I suffered really bad from postpartum depression and anxiety. And so it was just really, I would say the first year and a half, it wasn't that we weren't bonding and we weren't connecting. I just felt like I didn't know who I was and what my role was outside of motherhood. And I didn't know how to balance everything that comes with the territory of being a new mom and working and having a business and trying to heal from all these past traumas still. So it was kind of a a whole lot happening at one time. We think that these things happen in isolation, but they really are bowled up in a compression of very many different experiences that we keep within ourselves and and, and our body just stop, gets to one point and it says, I don't want to anymore. Thank you, Cheyenne, but I need you to take a pause, right? Yeah, I think that people, I'm sorry, can you hear my dog whining in the back? Can you hear him? Oh, I welcome dogs here on the podcast. Okay. I do, I do. Like, I don't know if that's distracting or not. Um, Yeah, I think that People don't understand really like this whole metamorphosis that you go through when you become a parent, especially as a mom and as the the main caregiver. And there's so much that goes into becoming that version of yourself. And there's not a lot of support, at least in the United States. <laughs> there's not a lot of understanding, I don't mm-hmm. think, for how hard that is and how much time and space and healing that you have to do in that process. It's just kind of like, all right, you had a baby, hurry up and heal, get back to work and act like you have it all together. And so that was hard. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no nine months or one year maternity leave in the United States. I'm always astounded at how, how quickly women in the U.S. get back to work. Yeah, it's really sad. Right. So during that time, I mean, what kind of help did you get for yourself in order to work through the postpartum depression, you know, or like some people would call it the baby blues? Yeah. Um, So I um, started therapy. So I started going to therapy. I started at once a week and then kind of tapered off to every other week and then once a month. I was really hesitant on taking any kind of medicine for a while, but eventually I did get on anti-anxiety medicine just to kind of help regulate the chemicals in my brain because I just knew I needed that help. I needed that push over the hill. Yeah. And I mean, there's a place for medication in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. So, definitely. Yeah. So the therapy, the medicine, and I also um, am very into like Reiki. And so I started going to energy healings. And that was a giant help for me Um, and kind of strengthening my meditation practice, yoga. So I'm kind of a mixture between a holistic approach and knowing that modern medicine and modern science is there to help us. I love the the well-balanced approach that you take, you know, while doing the work in therapy. Honestly, most people wouldn't even do anything about it. So well done. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. 
Let's talk about your book. First of all, I love the title, Honeysuckle and Cigarettes, Confronting Family Secrets So My Daughter Does Not Have To. I mean, that is so, it's so apt and it's so to the point of our entire discussion today because we want to break those generational curses. So we've dipped sort of in and out of your book as we were discussing it. But do you sort of want to give us just a high level overview of the book? Yeah, sure. So like Marlene said, it's called Honeysuckle and Cigarettes, Confronting Family Secrets So My Daughter Doesn't Have To. Um, And essentially what it is, is it's my roadmap to healing myself and through my own trauma. So it kind of starts more present day and talks about there, there are these four main truths that I hate about my life. Um, And then it kind of goes back in time and walks through that experience of sexual abuse as a child, um, kind of how my personality and my identity was shaped growing up in a small, very conservative um, town. And then it talks about my mom's arrest, what that experience was like for me in the moment, and then all of the fallout and kind of the struggle that I had in those early college years right after she was arrested. And then it brings you more to present day where it talks about, you know, the postpartum and my relationship with my husband and finally reaching rock bottom during that postpartum depression and saying, okay, I need to heal and I need to, I need to deal with these things so that my daughter doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help myself, Cheyenne. I obviously waited straight to Amazon. I looked at the book. I immediately clicked on all the reviews. And there are so many incredible reviews for your book on Amazon. And I have to share this with the listeners. Like, they need to hear this. I printed some of them out. (laughs) So Patrick, I know, Patrick says... A Healing Journey. This book embodies the struggles of small town living and the mindset of generational trauma. I particularly enjoyed her roadmap to forgiveness. Here we go. Forgiveness. And how the hard decisions can be the best ones. This is a great read and I would recommend to anyone who grew up in a small town, experienced generational trauma, sex abuse, or the hardships of trying to find yourself in college. I love I mean, I know. Alexis said a beautiful depiction of generational trauma and learning that it doesn't start with us. How powerful is that, Cheyenne? I know. Cheyenne beautifully articulates the process of feeling and healing from repressed memories and trauma in a raw and genuine way. People can feel you through your words on those pages, Cheyenne. Her storytelling allows you to feel seen and heard as you on this journey with her. I finished the book within hours of getting it because I just couldn't stop as each chapter began. Gripping. Your book is gripping. Oh, it's so amazing. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I have one last one. Okay. Audrey Dudley wrote determined love this was the title determined love and the ultimate gift of healing from emotional scars she says the pages of this book embody the author's heart as she reveals both private and public traumas throughout her life the journey to loving herself and equipping her daughter with tools 
that she did not have in her own childhood is a powerful one, right? Because as moms, that responsibility, when we take on that transformation, that responsibility that we have to our daughters, you articulate it because your experience was that I need to I need to give my daughter the tools that she needs. She goes on to say, with each chapter, I felt more intimately connected to Cheyenne's experiences. Some experiences similar to my own as a small town kid, while others I could never comprehend the magnitude of. Cheyenne's words empower me as a mother and as a bonus mom. I see a greater need to reflect on my life's experiences and how they will equip me in my own parenting journey. Raw and honest, yet painful with a purpose. Truths that set you free. Cheyenne, wow. I mean, I'm downloading the book to my Kindle. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations. I mean, there are so many more amazing reviews for your book. And you only published your book on uh, February 10th this year. No, it actually came, it just came out March 28th. It was originally supposed to come out in February and then it got pushed back. So it's only been out for a week and two days. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. I got that February 10th date, like from Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, even a bigger congratulations. (laughs) It's phenomenal. Thank you so much. So do you have any last words of inspiration that you would like to leave the audience with? I would just say that your story, and I think, I can't remember who said this originally. There's there's a quote out there from an auth- another author, and I'll have to figure out who said it. But your story could be the roadmap for someone else's survival, right? It could be a survival guide for someone. And it matters so much that you share that story with the world because you could be helping someone yes or multiple someone's start their own healing journey so love yourself enough to drop the burden drop the shame that you're carrying and trust that you will be received with love because you're authentically being true to who you are that's beautiful and everything starts with love yes Absolutely. Thank you so much. I am going to leave the link to your book and the link to your Instagram page in the show notes for listeners who want to follow along and want to get themselves a copy of your book. Cheyenne, it's been such a pleasure having you join me. It was such an enlightening discussion. Thank you so much for sharing parts of your life in order for others to start their own healing journey. You know, it is such a selfless act. And I thank you for that. Yes, amazing. Thank you so much for having me on your show and for for doing this work, for spreading some hope. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye. That wraps up this podcast episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy my podcast, please take a minute to give me a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe in your favorite podcast directory so you don't miss an episode. Please consider following My Scented Life on Facebook and Instagram for daily inspiration. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. You can catch me again in the next episode. Same time, same place. Sending you lots of love and light. Bye.